The following program comes to you from the MNL Studios. Welcome in to the Mark and Linda podcast. Skeeter, how are we doing? We're doing really good today. Coming up, comments with Skeeter. On this day in history, what year is it? <laughs> uh, birds. Springtime. A lot of birds. Uh, we'll talk about the Henry. <laughs> you sounded like a crazy man then. <laughs> well, I'll give you birds. proof. Lots of birds. Oh, and trust me. Just trust me. We'll talk about the Henley Street Country Club. It's a band. Oh. Airplanes that sold at auction that you could have had. Paul McCartney lists the four songs that changed his life forever. What could they be? Now, Skeeter follows NASA. So this week, she's been all about Venus, the planet Venus, because we can see it. Today, fun facts about the planet. How much do you know about Tim McGraw? Oh. This pandemic may have changed the way you work, and if working from home, you must be careful about what's behind you. Uh, it's uh, May 1st. Happy May. Happy May. Isn't it amazing how quickly April went by and March took forever? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess March was the first real lockdown month for everybody. And speaking of that, it's May. And Linda's all excited. Cause, I am? Yeah, yeah. After the show, uh, she uh, she gets to go upstairs. And she's going to decide what we're going to have for lunch. What fucking sandwich I'm going to make. And then she's going to make it, and then we'll eat it. And as soon as that's over, then she gets to decide what we're going to have for dinner. Oh, these meals are killing me. But you know what? Even though I say this and all, I, there are some people that don't have any food. Yep. So... I should be grateful, but it is a pain in my ass. Well, but then see, then tomorrow you get to get up and then start Then I get planning. to wake up and think about it. It's the lunch. It's the fucking lunch. Well, see, back in the day, this is crazy. Maybe you remember when we could leave the house, uh, we would go and lunch was our thing. Yeah, we would go out to lunch. Lun- and run errands. Yeah, lunch is my thing. Yeah. So, happy May to you. Yeah. You and your lunches and your dinners and your breakfasts breakfast is easy we have the same thing every day well what linda says is true a lot of folks i mean it's you know uh with the pandemic uh a lot of people are not working they have no job they have no money they i mean a lot of people are you've seen it waiting in line for hours just to get some food and so we are very very fortunate and if you are also fortunate it is important to remember that. And once we're able to move about, a lot of states are opening today. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Um, do, For a very long time. Do keep in mind your local mom and pop restaurants and vendors and businesses. 
Um, I believe I'm correct in saying that some of the corporate chain restaurants were helped financially, and some of the independent mom and pops did not, were not. Um, and I think that was remedied. I think there's now some help available for the mom and pops, but I hear it's hard to get. Uh, for example, in unemployment, in the world of unemployment, it's hard for independent contractors to get aid. Yeah, self-employment. Yeah. And then I heard they tried to remedy that, but it's virtually like Amy. She was trying to get on and it kicked her off like four times. She she was on the site and got kicked off. So it's tough. It's hard. And uh, so if you are fortunate and you do have things, just, you know, kind of look, I know it's, you know, we're all stuck here and uh, we miss a lot of things. Um, unless you live in Orange County and you're going to the beach every weekend. Not anymore. He shut everything down. Oh, well, that's not going to stop him. Yeah. I, I, I told Linda, I said, I'm surprised at Californians. I thought of all, uh, you, know, you know, they wouldn't go to the beach. They would adhere to this. And, and, and she uh, rightfully told me, well, it's Orange County. They're the ones going. Uh, so, uh, you, you know, it's hard. It's just really, really hard. Uh, luckily, Linda... <clears throat> has a lot going for herself. I'll explain why I'm coughing. Because um, she gets to look at look at me. Oh, all, yeah, and all, that hair. All day. I mean, you could, you, you keep blowing it up. You could blow it down now. My hair looks good today. It's okay. I'll tell you something not to do. Uh, my hair, because it's longer, we can't leave to go get a haircut. And I'm too afraid to do it. And... Um, uh, uh, so my hair just sticks, it's long and it sticks straight up. And so I had just washed my hands one day of which we all do a lot and I had lotion and I thought, well, I'll just put lotion in my hair. Oh my God. And try to get it to lay down. That just made it look like I hadn't washed it in months. <laughs> so, and, and at one point that day I called Amy to FaceTime and she spent the entire time making fun of my hair because it was not only sticking up but just greasy and matted and oh was, god i was a joy and pleasure to be and then it's hard to wash out of your hair is it uh -huh. hmm. i didn't ha well i didn't put a lot oh okay but i put enough to make it really really look fucked up uh <clears throat> i just thought you'd put a lot of product in it that day no so my uh, voice today, so I'm having breakfast of which Linda lovingly, joyfully prepared uh, my breakfast and I'm eating and I'm having a grape, one grape and the juice of it went down the wrong way. I hacked for an hour and now my voice sounds weird because of a grape. I ate a grape and it brought this on. I know when it was happening, I was going, fuck, his <laughs> voice is shot now. Um, okay, so, so I said, birds, we, uh, you know, it's spring and we live on the lake. So we've had quite literally every kind of varmint that one can have in our yard. We are experiencing an indoor, I'm sorry, an outdoor aviary here. These birds are losing their mind. It is spring. It's mating time. I was walking to the paint room, which is in the back of the house and I have to walk by shrubs. I'm walking and every time I do, I'm frightened because birds come flocking out of the shrubs. That's because you're scaring them. 
And this one came out, and he must have been a baby because he had no feathers on his head. Really ugly. And he sat there on the shrub and looked at me, and I started talking to him. And like a dog, he turned his head sideways. Like, (laughs) what's he saying? What does he want? And then he hopped back in the shrub. Anyway, uh, we're covered. We have so many birds. We sit out, and we'll watch the news on TV. We're just hanging out. This is the actual, I recorded this on my phone, this is the about 6 o'clock, 6.30, the birds that we're dealing with. And you ought to hear them in the morning when they're actually happy. <laughs> I think those were pissy. Well, I do have one with a nest in the, uh, in the palm tree. Oh, uh, yeah. I check on her um, every day and every, well, every morning and, and every afternoon. And she's just sitting in her nest. So uh, I don't know. We have quite a few palm trees. This particular one, there's a nest every year. Um, and I think primarily it's the best palm tree we have in the yard. It's the biggest and it provides the best protection mm-hmm. from wind and those things. Man, we've been having some wind. And we've had bad luck with birds, uh, nests, eggs, that thing. Yeah. Uh, one year we had, out in that tree, we had a nest, four eggs, and all four babies flew away. Yeah. That's That was a lucky year. Yeah. So we're wondering with this one, which way it's going to go. Oh, and you know, uh, with pandemic, it's amazing the things that you get into. Um, Linda bought, she went online and bought three jars of plants. What are they called? Hydro something. Hydropods? I have no idea. Something. I got them from Modern Sprouts. And she goes through the process and she puts in the charcoal and the fertilizer and the seeds and she waters it and pulls the wick up, does all the stuff. And, uh, and then you put them in the window and you wait. And it's funny how each day you go to see if a sprout has come up. Yeah, we now have basil and we have pansy and we have zinnia. Uh, so we're, we're, we're doing that, that's us. Uh, and then I'll go by the front door in hopes that a package has been delivered because it's like Christmas, a package has arrived. What's in it? What could it be? Could it be that hammer film I've been waiting for? Or even better, could it be light bulbs? Oh, <laughs> it's so good. And then of course, the real fun begins. Linda lets it sit on the porch uh, until she deems it necessary. Well, I wait till the end of the day to make sure that no other packages are gonna come. And then she gloves up. Mm-hmm. And she goes and she grabs the package and moves it to the garage. Where it sits for a week. Yep. And then after that, she gloves up and she goes out there and she opens the package and she cleans it with a cleansing towel, you know, a a thing. With a wipe. Right. And then she puts that in the clean basket and then she cleans all the other items and then the clean basket sits for a week and then it's allowed to be brought in and then after you bring it in you remove your mask and gloves 
and you scrub your hands for I don't, 20 I minutes. don't wear a mask. It's funny. Out of all the shit I'm saying, she only denies the mask. Well, the rest of it is true. However, we do. I read a story. I don't know if I kept it. There is quite a bit of angst about going to the grocery store. Oh, it's horrible for me. And I can say, because we go once a week, uh, we'll go. Mm, we go once every two weeks. And so we'll go, and uh, three or four, like a month ago we went, maybe three weeks, and hardly anybody was wearing a mask. Nobody had gloves. Uh, the next time we went, there were some masks, some gloves. We went the other day, everybody had masks. Yeah. Everybody had gloves. Thank goodness, but they're still not practicing social distancing. There is a lot of that non-issue. Did I talk last week about the meat guy who pissed me off? Yes, you have. You've talked about him twice now. Well. You gonna do it again? Well, I mean, you know, I, I'll take those front two stakes nearest you. What? I can't hear you. I could hear you. It's because I got on a fucking mask. I could hear you. There was something he about it that you. there's something about it that pissed him off. Yeah. Well, that was early on when no one was wearing a mask, but you and I. Well, I didn't see him because I was ready to duke it out. <laughs> I was ready to get it on. Um. So, did I mention my uh, the difficulty I had coming to bed one night this week? I don't think I have. I don't know. I'm walking to bed. Linda goes to bed at 10.30. I go up about 11, and I'm walking to bed. Could have sworn I stepped on something. Uh, it hurt my foot. And so uh, the bedroom, the, I, I had turned the light off, and I'm getting to my side of the bed. Got on my hands and knees to search for whatever it was I stepped on. Couldn't find it. And then I get in bed carefully because Linda's sleeping. I don't want to wake her up. And I just reach over. Her leg is right there, and I'm touching her leg. And then I realize, because I'm, I'm touching the sheet on her leg, and I realize that I've gotten in the bed on top of the sheet, not under it. So I start to move, and she goes, what are you doing? And I said, well, you're under the sheet. I'm not. She goes, yes, you are. I said, I can feel the sheet on your leg. Mark, that's my pajamas. So um, It's like you'd been drinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was under the sheet the whole time. Come on. And w my thing is, why didn't you just turn on the light instead of getting down on your hands and knees? Because you're asleep. Well, I, I eventually woke up. You woke me up. I didn't mean to. Tugging at my pajamas. I thought it was the sheet. And then he said, I, I feel like I stepped on something. And I'm like, wait, you mean you feel like something's in your foot? No, I just feel like I, I stepped on something. Mark. Is there something in your foot? And I said clearly no. And there's not. There's also nothing on the floor. No, it was just weird. You stepped on the rug wrong. I, I don't know what was going on. I really don't understand fully. Um, so I have a goal. I have a new goal. I've had two business career goals in my life. The first, when I was 17, I decided after hearing an air check that I wanted to make it to major market. Living in Florence, Alabama, I made it to major market radio. It took me 15 years. I worked every day and I made it. I did it. And I don't deserve another goal. I really don't because I was so fortunate with that one. But one day I'm working out with my trainer, Brian Spazzato. And you know how you'll talk with your trainer. He goes, do you have a goal? And I said, yeah, I do. And he goes, what is it? And I said, I want to star in a movie where my name rolls first. 
and that happened twice. And I said to him, what's your goal? And he said, I want to play basketball for the Los Angeles Clippers. And I said, that's a stupid goal. He said, why? I said, because you're 35 and I've seen you play basketball. You're not that good. It's unattainable. You can't reach it. So I have a new goal. I add this to my goals because I do. All my goals are attainable. It's something I can do. Now, I told you, I've always enjoyed Jason Bateman. Um, you know, his movies, Horrible Bosses. He's always been funny, mm -hmm. very capable of great, great humor. And I thought that's what it was. And then I saw him in a movie called The Gift. I had no idea how good he can be dramatically. So then I saw, and I realized this is ass backwards, I saw The Outsiders on HBO. Actually, it's on Netflix now, or Amazon. I saw that. He was incredible, and he directed so now I'm watching Ozark. You went back to Ozark. I did. And I'm, I know that I'm way late, but it's incredible. He not only is uh, acting in it, starring in it, he's directing and produced. My new goal is that I want to work with Jason Bateman. Now it can be uh, in a scene, which is what I would prefer, acting with him, uh, or it could be him directing me. Now, I've already had that opportunity. And, and I, I, I didn't fuck it up, but I didn't get it. I told you guys I was watching The Outsider and I'm watching this scene and I'm wondering, why do I know every word? And then I realized I had auditioned for it and I didn't get it. Jason Bateman directed that and was in it and I could have been there. I didn't make it. That's my goal. I want to work with Jason Bateman. It can happen, right? Sure, honey, sure. Do you doubt me? No. I'm going to make it. Great. I'm going to get there. Great. And you don't care, do you? As long as it'll get you out of this house, <laughs> go for it. All right, I have a question. Uh, Michael Jordan was offered an amount of money to make a two-hour appearance, and he turned it down two-hour appearance for this amount of money. And apparently, he had to go to the event. He had to give permission for his name to be used and his picture to be used to promote the event. And he turned it down. He said, no. Two-hour appearance. What would it take? Let's say you're a big star. What would it take for you? Because you hear these bands that go and perform for a private party for $10 million. What would it take for you, you're a big star, to go make a two-hour appearance? How much? I'll say two million. Two? Yeah. All right. Michael Jordan said no for $100 million. Good Lord. $100 million. You're Michael Jordan. You're going to go. Well, he is Michael Jordan. Yeah. You can use your name. They can use your likeness. And he said no. By the way, the story was being told by his ex manager. Hmm. So I have a feeling there was a lot more to of it. Of course there was. Like I think maybe he had to endorse a product. Yeah. He had to become the face of the product. Yeah. It was just all lumped into that. Yeah. But he said no. I would do I would do a man for a hundred million dollars. Wait. <laughs> wait. Wait. I, I don't know that I could rise to the occasion. But a hundred million, what do, what do you got? I'll do whatever, it, if I can physically, 
be that I can do it, then I will do it <laughs> for a hundred million up front first cash, cash in my hand. I then I'll do it. Hundred million. Wow. Michael said no. Michael Jordan. Again, story told by an ex-manager. Something tells me, because the manager is going to make a piece of that. Right. So he presents this shit to Michael. I think he got tired of it. Yeah. I wish I knew all the details. Manager didn't tell him. What else do we have? Uh, I th- Oh, oh, oh. Okay, this is a gift. So one night, so like I said, Linda goes up and she gets ready for bed and does whatever she calls Katie and does whatever she does, hanging out. And uh, it's like um, 10. And I'm about to go outside. I usually will finish watching NFL, have a little cigar, then go to bed. And I hear her in the kitchen banging around. And I'm thinking, what's going on? And I didn't think much about it, went outside. She comes down, she goes, let's go. I said, what do you mean? She said, in three minutes, chocolate chip cookies in the oven will be ready. Late night chocolate chip cookies. They were delicious. Man, so good. See, you do shit like that when you're locked down. You go make fresh chocolate chip cookies in the oven. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd already gotten in bed and I was hungry and I'm, I was thinking, man, I wish Bradley were here. Because when the kids are here every night, Bradley would make cookies and I could smell them while I was laying in bed and then I would get up and go eat them. Mm-hmm. And I'm laying there and I'm thinking, well, Linda, you could get up and make cookies. And that's exactly what I did. Well, it was a gift from the gods. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed my cookies. If we all survive this, we're all going to have some sort of heart disease, I fear. Oh, from gaining weight? Just eating everything. Well, they said the same rule applies to when your kid takes off for college. There's a name for it. Uh, The freshman 15? Freshman, they're saying 15. That's the pounds that most people are going to pick up um, with this pandemic. Because you're home all the time. And you're bored. And you eat. You have food. I'm, I'm not going to feel bad about it. I haven't gone nuts. I'll, I'll Speaking of that, if I'm hungry, I'll grab a handful of cashews. I bought them at the store. Bought a handful of cashews. I've got some other stuff, some, uh, some spicy something. Uh, I eat that. M&M's after lunch. Almond M&M's. Boom. But the, I've not gone nuts with it crazy uh we tend to eat fairly healthy because linda's doing it and so we don't go <laughs> too crazy she laughs you know i consider in the time of a pandemic a hot dog to be healthy that's good eating no it's not all right so thought i'd say all right let's do some of this look bullwinkle a message in a bottle fan mail from some flounder no this is what i really call a message and now Comments with Skeeter. Mark with a C says, thought of Mark when I heard the story on SNL Weekend Update. Mm. NASA is considering sending a woman to Mars before men, so dinner will be ready for them when they get there. (laughs) (laughs) That one made me laugh too. (laughs) Nice. Jamie says, Linda, I just wanted to strongly recommend that if you are loving Gilmore Girls, which I am, you should definitely watch Heart of Dixie and Parenthood. Heart hmm. of Dixie, I will watch next. I started last night. I finished my one episode of Ozark. I finished three. I'm moving to four. 
Uh, and there's one on Netflix called Sigmund, it's called Freud. It's about Sigmund Freud. It's got like 98%. I was gonna watch one of those mm-hmm. as an hour. Ah. So I paused it, but maybe, maybe this weekend for sure. Louise says, hi guys, listening to last week's podcast. Thank you, Linda, for sharing about your dreams. You have helped validate I am not crazy for I too have been having the weirdest food dreams due to what's going on, like vegetables chasing me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I had a dream last night. Actually, it was this morning because uh, a couple of days ago, I said it out loud. I miss going to Home Goods. I do. I miss going to Target, getting a coffee and walking around and buying things you don't need. I, I miss that. So last night, I dreamed that the kids and I went to Home Goods and we got in there and I said, okay, do not touch anything, do not touch your faces. And then I touched my face, and then I didn't have any of my wipes. So my dream turned into a nightmare. Wow. Panic hit. Well, you know, that's that's the thing, you know. You can eat a lot and sleep a lot. Sleep as long as you like. There's no reason to get up. Uh, Bob in the chat said, Extraction is so good on Netflix. I saw it. I didn't see the movie, but I saw it up there, and it's uh, a big, strong uh, Chris. Uh, Chris, come on, he's got a brother. Hemsworth. Was Hemsworth. He's in it. I'm in. I want to do it. Uh, hey, I Rambo. No, Rambo. Is it Rambo? Not Rambo. I can't help you. Maybe it's Rambo. Uh, it was supposed to be one of the worst movies of this past year. It's on Netflix, so I flipped it on. I'm gonna love it. You know, it's not great. Uh, I've seen 20 minutes, but they're setting up a killing, and I'm I'm in. You're all for the killing. I will, and I'll watch a shit movie for the killing. <laughs> Ronald says, Mark, your recent fart talks had me trying to remember which one of your kids used to call you Stinky Man. Uh, Katie. Yes. It was Katie. Yes, it was. Stinky Man. She threw... She was sitting in the green chair, which was a chair we had in California. Everybody fought for it. It was huge, and that's the one they'd watch TV. Katie felt something behind her. She reaches, and it's one of my dirty socks. She throws it at me. She's five. (laughs) She throws it at me and says, take this, stinky man. (laughs) Eli says, Jacksonville, Florida woman video hysterical, so I shared with my kids. Dude, it's a parody. Mm-mm. It says so at the beginning of the video, egg on my face, so sharing some on YouTube. This woman is a parody actress actress with tons of videos like that. She had me fooled and you and probably pissing off a bunch of people from Jacksonville, Florida. Okay, I had heard this. Um, and I, 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 I said last week when I played it, if this is a parody and this woman is putting this on, then she deserves an Academy Award. She's described. So I'd heard it was a parody, so I went and I looked on YouTube. And apparently, she put this video out, it went viral, everybody was watching it and talking about it, and she said, I'm a, I, I, I do these, I'm a parody actress. Well, she posted another one on YouTube, and I watched it. It was about religion and going to church. It was so unfunny. And I couldn't find any other parody that people are talking about. I believe, until I see more, because right now the only one I could find was the religious one. Uh, I believe she is not what she said. I think she meant it. The video about Jacksonville, I think she meant it. It went viral. Everybody's talking about it. And she freaked out and said, oh, I was kidding. I, I, I do that. 
I kid. See? And watch this religious one. Um, so I'm not, I haven't seen all these parodies. I'm the first to say, because if she is kidding, if it is a parody, she is brilliant. I'm just not buying it at this point. But I did look into it. Yeah. Investigation. Yeah. Melissa P. says, listening to the podcast from Friday, and Linda said she talks to Amy twice a day because she's all alone there. Wait, what, why, where is Bradley? No, Melissa, calm down. I said that I talked to Katie Mm. twice a day. Mm. Before that, Mark said that he had been on, as he calls it, the FaceTime (laughs) with Amy. (laughs) So Amy and Bradley are together. Yeah, Katie's alone. Yeah. Uh, John says, Dear Linda and your co-host, I have been a long-time listener of Mark and Brian and the podcast. Over the course of the podcast, I have heard you mention Bradley's last name along with his mom being a teacher. His last name is unique. My elementary teacher's name was Helen Settler. Okay, so I'm not going to read any more, John. I'm going to tell you that that is not Bradley's last name. His last name is Sattler, so this is not the same teacher. Okay. Not the same person. No. And then our last comment comes from Luke. Oh, no. Mark and Linda are talking about airplanes again. Linda, you mentioned that when you fly, you're breathing the same recirculated air for the entire flight. You should know that fresh air is bled in from the compressor section of the engines for the entire flight. Boeing has said that there is a total air change of over every two to three minutes and filters capture 99.9% of airborne microbes. Bullshit. Much more frequently than in an office. So as long as that person isn't coughing right next to you, I wouldn't be nervous. You're safer on a plane than in the office. Once California reopens, go see your kids. Yeah, I'm not buying it. And it's, it'll take me a long time to be, to be able to fly anywhere. Look, the airlines have one thing in mind. That's putting butts in the seats and making money. They could care less whether you're comfortable or what you are. They just want your money. So I, I learned long ago, because I fly or did fly a lot. I learned long ago, get on the plane with everything that you need. All they have to do is fly me from one place to another. I would get on with my sandwich, my water, because how many times do you get on and you're looking forward to that fruit plate? And then she gets to you and she goes, oh, I'm just fresh out. So, I, and, and then you, let's say you get your fruit plate, it's $60. So, so I just, I did, I started getting on the plane with everything I need and whatever crap about 99.9% cleans the air, bull fucking shit. It does not. And that's comments. All right. Did I rant there? Oh, a little bit. Um, a little bit of a rant. I could give you a better one. <laughs> history. 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 That happened, and we all let it happen. Before the mania hit America, it was on this day, 1963, the Beatles released the song Love Me Do in the UK. This particular Beatles tune was the first certified diamond because it sold 10 million copies of the song. Here, George Harrison recalls the first time he and his bandmates heard the song on the radio. Remember first hearing that song on the radio, that was the best buzz of all time. We knew it was going to be on tonight, 7.30 on Thursday night, it's going to be on Radio Luxembourg. 
And we all listened in and there was wow. This week, Wednesday, to be exact, that Uma Thurman turned 50. Don't you hate that? Hate what? Uncomfortable silences. Why do we feel it's necessary to yak about in order to be comfortable? I don't know. That's a good question. That's when you know you found somebody really special. And you can just shut the up for a minute, comfortably share silence. It was on this day back in 2015, Ben E. King passed away at the age of 76. But he left us with this. When the night has come And the land is dark And the moon is the only light we'll see No, I won't be afraid Oh, I won't be afraid Just as long as you stand Stand by me It was on this day back in 2008 in the category of Say It Ain't So Barbara Walters acknowledges that she did in fact have an affair in the 1970s with Edward Brooke, an African-American Republican senator from Massachusetts who was married at the time. Barbara, a Republican? (laughs) (laughs) It was on this day in 1991, Nolan Ryan pitches, now this this is incredible, Nolan Ryan pitches his seventh no hitter as Texas topples Toronto three nothing. That guy seemed to get stronger as he went. Seventh. I guess that was his final. Uh, this day, 1989, police are called to a jewelry store after employees report a suspicious person. The cops come. Turns out to be Michael Jackson shopping in disguise. Oh, wow. It was on this day, 1965, the Kinks released the song Tired of Waiting for You. It shares the distinction of being the Kinks' highest charting U.S. hit, uh, which was released 17 years later. Here, guitarist Dave Davies recalls the song's long History. That song goes way back. Ray and I did an instrumental version of that in the first public appearance we ever made in a pub, and it was called South. Years later, Ray rediscovered it and wrote words for it. I had a bet with Paul Samuel Smith of the Yardbirds, and I bet him a fiver that Tide Away, and when it comes out, would be at number one, and it was. It just smelt and felt of it. Everybody looked at each other. Where'd this come from? You know, sort of looking around, wondering who did it. <laughs> What is it with you fucking British people? Speak the words. Say it. It's English. Say the words. Enunciate it. Tide 
was yesterday, International Bugs Bunny Day. What's up, Doc? It's a wabbit down here, and I'm trying to catch him. What do you mean, a wabbit? Wabbits, wabbits. You know, with big, long ears. Oh, like these? Yeah. And a winter white fluffy tail. Like this? Yup. And he hops around and around. Oh, like this? You know, I believe this fella is a R-A-B-B-I-T. Now, I'm only going to give you, I got three questions. I'm only going to give you the multiple choice for the last one. The first okay. two I do not give. The first question, if you miss it, I'm not going to go any further. Okay. Oof. What is Bugs Bunny's trademark phrase? What's up, Doc? That is correct. Question two. What other critter served as Bugs Bunny's sometime rival? Critter. Tasmanian devil? No. Um, All right, I'll give you the, the choices. Okay. A, Daffy Duck. B, Donald Duck. C, Howard the Duck. Daffy Duck. That is correct. And lastly, what was Bugs Bunny's supposed place of birth? A, Cucamonga, California. B, Brooklyn, New York. C, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Cucamonga. No. Most people are going to say Albuquerque because he always said, I took a left at Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. uh, it's Brooklyn, New York. Oh, all right. Uh, oh, 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 we got this. It was on this day, 1975, Styx received a gold album for Styx 2. The song came from it. Lady, when you're with me, I'm smiling. All right, this was a big one. I didn't realize it was today. Why would I? Then I think we got a problem. It was on this day. 1967, Elvis Presley marries Brooklyn native Priscilla Beaulieu in Las Vegas. At about four in the morning, Elvis and Priscilla went to the Clark County Courthouse where Elvis paid $15 for a marriage license. Then they drove to the Aladdin Hotel and retired with a wedding set for early that same morning. There were only 14 people at the actual wedding, but a huge reception and press conference followed and almost immediately the news was flashed around the world that Elvis Presley had been married. They were the picture of true love. Elvis was the happiest I'd seen him in a long, long time, and it was a dream come true for Priscilla. A five-foot wedding cake and a massive diamond ring that Elvis's jeweler had flown in from Memphis, an attention like she'd never, ever seen before. Michelle, Priscilla's younger sister, was her maid of honor. Mr. Presley was there, as were Priscilla's parents and family. That afternoon, we all flew back to Palm Springs. Elvis and Priscilla stayed there for a short honeymoon, then settling down to life in California and Graceland in Memphis. You know what's funny about this clip? Memories here? Yeah. It's not Elvis. It's an impersonator singing. Really? Oh, holy camps and red Oh, yeah, you can tell what you're saying. with purple haze and laughing eyes and simple ways and quiet nights and gentle days. Thank you, Biggie. She would 
could never say where she came from. This day, 1967, the Rolling Stones get a gold record for Ruby Tuesday. Don't matter if it's gone. Also on this day, 1931, New York City, the Empire State Building is opened to the public. Matthew and I went to the top. Ain't that big a deal. <laughs> hey, but you can say you did it. Yes, I can. She comes and goes. Uh, happy birthday, Lou Graham of Foreigner turned 70. He's no longer with them, uh, but he does talk about of all the songs, because he and Mick Jones wrote the majority of the Foreigner songs when he was there, and he talks about his favorites. The songs, they're like your children, you know? <laughs> Which one of those do you like better than the other? So it's a little tough to pick one that really is your favorite, but uh, there's some that stand out, such as uh, Head Games and Double Vision and Jukebox Hero and Urgent. It's time to find out how good you are. I would swear one of them we had last week. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Uh, I give you remember that year. What year is it? Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. I wish you the best of luck. Song from said year. Movie. Norma Ray is a survivor, and for the first time in her life, she's got a chance to become something more. If I joined up with you, would I lose my job? No way. Headlines. Good evening. The people around Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and the Three Mile Island nuclear plant were told they can sleep in their own homes tonight. There will be no evacuation of the area. <laughs> yeah, two of them last week. <laughs> okay. I think it's the 70s, so I'm going to say 1978. It is 1979. Ah! Damn it! I would rather miss them by a decade than by one fucking year. Agreed. Song said year. It is. Uh, movie from that year. Bette Midler. What's sex life? Richard Dreyfus. I, I ate garbage last night, Barbara. Down and out in Beverly Hills. Headlines. Liftoff of the 25th Space Shuttle mission, and it has cleared the tower. We have a report from the flight dynamics officer that the vehicle has exploded. I would swear we had this last week. We didn't, I don't think. Okay. Mr. Mister was in the 80s. 
1986. It is 1986. Yes! I got my one. I'm good. No, you need at least two to be respectable. Okay. Song said year. Movie. Two kids from New York are in deep trouble. It's time to make your phone call. It's their last chance. The two youths. Did you say youths? My cousin <laughs> Vinny. Uh, and I'll interrupt. We watched it again just the other day. I've seen the movie a hundred times. That, for me, is just anytime, anywhere, classic, yep. hysterical. Joe yep. Pesci, never been better. Marissa Tomei, couldn't, won the Academy Award. Yeah. My Cousin Vinny, seek it out. And headlines. In Arizona today, another march on the state capitol. Another call for a state holiday to honor Martin Luther King Jr. They've been doing this here every year for the last six years. I feel like this could have been in the 90s. Even though I usually say 87 with you two. But I feel like that was later. 1991. It is 1990. Ooh. Two. All right, it's not bad. You've gotten one. You have two more to go. I, I think it's respectable if you get one more. I mean, you're already away from complete embarrassment. You did get one. Yes. But you need that other. <laughs> All right, here we go. Two more. Good luck. Song from that year. A movie. Something is coming to get them. He was locked in a room with a girl who went in alive and came out in a rubber bag. Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> oh, and I have no idea. Headlines. Renicky off the bag at first. The pitch, he swings on this. A fly ball to left. Here comes Herndon. He's there. He's got it. The Tigers are the champions. They race on the field of Bob Hernandez. It's the sports ones that always help me out. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I don't know if this is 70s or 80s. That's not going to help you. 19... 1984. Jesus. It is 1984. Oh, got right. my two, got my two. Okay, so it's 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 respectable. You got one more, and it's respectable. I mean, you, with that, you can sleep. Yeah. Because it's not embarrassing. It's respectable. Um, I, I don't want to say that getting this one would be impressive. It wouldn't be. 
but it would be fucking solid. Is it my last one? Yes. Okay. All right, so good luck. Okay. I don't think you have a shot in hell with this one based on the song. But here it is. Song from said year. All we need is just a little patience. Uh, uh, I don't even know who that is. It's Guns N' Roses. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. But Guns N' Roses, to me, they're like Kiss. It's just, it's just not very good. All we need is just a little patience. And if that wasn't bad enough, you got to sit through Axl Rose. I'm sorry. Maybe it's clear. Not a fan. <laughs> Never have been. Love Slash. Love. Guitar playing, the best. <laughs> Movie. I shrunk the kids. What? And the Thompson kids, too. They're about this big. They're in the backyard. Honey, I shrunk, shrunk the, the kids. kids. And headlines. The spill began at 12.04 a.m. on March 24th when the Exxon Valdez ran aground on Blythe Reef. You're right. I, I, I have no idea, so I'm, I'll just say 1989. I mean, they're a hair band, so I, I, but I went to the end of the 80s. How many have you gotten? Two. Two. Mm. It is 1980. Yes, you certainly did. There's no question about that. You sure, sure did. I think I'm going to save the airplanes that you could bid on. Ah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's do this right now because I don't have a song that I can play with it. I looked. I have no Tim McGraw. But you like country music. And after this, I'll get to the four songs that changed Paul McCartney's life. Um, I want to see how much you know. I don't. Uh, the only thing I know about Tim McGraw is that his wife is a much better singer. Okay. I think you know more than you think you do. Let's find out. Three simple questions. Um, and I'll give you the... I don't... I won't know any of these, baby. Really? Let's try. Well, it won't be embarrassing. It's Tim McGraw. Yeah. Here we go. Which pro sport did Tim McGraw's dad compete in? Baseball. For somebody who doesn't know Tim McGraw, you smoked that, like, right away. Yes. Extra points, bonus points if you know his dad's name. Um, I do, but it's not coming to me. What was his name? It's a name that's rememberable. I know. Because it's unusual for a first name. Yes, and it's not never going to come to me until you say it, and I'm like, yep, that's it. Hug I McGraw. Nah, I would have never pulled that out. Question two. Which rapper had a hit duet with Tim McGraw? Um, I want to say T.I., but I don't think that's who it is. I'll give you the multiple choice. Okay, yeah, that'd be good, because I'll know it. A, Jay-Z. 
B, Nelly. C, Eminem. Nelly. It is Nelly. Two for two. Lastly, Taylor Swift's song, Tim McGraw, mentions which of Tim McGraw's songs? So it's a Taylor Swift song, and apparently it's called Tim, Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw, yeah. I, I have no clue. All right. A, Don't Take the Girl. B, Indian Outlaw. C, Can't Tell Me Nothing. Don't Take the Girl. Mm, just couldn't get that last one. <laughs> Can't Tell Me Nothing. There you go. The latest uh, on. Even though Tim McGraw does sing one of my favorite songs, and you have it. Live Like You Were Dying. I don't have it. You used to have it. Well, hang on. Let me see if I've got... Let, let me look. Live like. That should be enough. And right there it is. And it says Tim McGraw. Let's Why listen to it for a minute. I was in my early forties With a lot of life before me When a moment came that stopped me on a dime I spent most of the next days Looking at the x-rays Talking about the options And talking about sweet time I asked him when it sank in this might really be the real end How's it hit you when you get that kind of news? Man, what you do? And he said I went skydiving I went Rocky Mountain climbing I went 2.7 seconds On a bull named Blue Manchu And I looked deeper Said someday I hope you get the chance to live like you were dying. He said I was finally the husband, and most of the time I wasn't. And I became a friend a friend would like to have. Sudden going fishing Wasn't such an imposition And I went three times that year I lost my dad Well, I, I finally read the good book How was it? Great. I love that song. <laughs> I'll be honest. I went to the bathroom because I really needed to. And it's silent. I'm in the bathroom. I'm right there. And all of a sudden I hear Linda. 40 was in that. And just singing out loud. <laughs> Rocky Mountain climbing, I went 2.7 seconds on a bull named Blue Mansion. And I looked deeper and I spoke sweeter and I gave forgiveness I've been denying. And he 
Good message in that yes, song. it is. Thank you, Tim. Okay, Paul McCartney. Uh, he was being interviewed and he was asked about songs. Songs that when you heard them, they changed you. They really shaped who it is that you've become. One of the most prolific songwriters in history. Paul mentioned four. Uh, wait, I thought these were songs that he wrote that changed no, his life. No, Oh, these are other people's songs. Right, songs that he heard, that when, they heard, when he heard them, they changed him. Will I know any of these songs? You'll know every one of them. Okay, great. Okay. This first one, it's first, and it should be. He said when he first heard it, it was, for him, shocking. Well, since my baby left me, well, I found a new place to dwell. Well, it's down at the end of Lonely Street, that heartbreak hotel where I'll be. I'll be just a lonely baby. Well, I'm so lonely. I'll be just so lonely. I could die. I learned this from one of the episodes of Cool Stories and Music. I didn't know it until Lizzie, who was my researcher, writer, found it. Uh, Hoyt Axton, the singer, actor. His mother, May Axton, was quite the songwriter. She was sitting on the floor of her living room reading the Sunday morning newspaper. And in the newspaper was an article about a guy who had committed suicide and left a note. And the note simply said, I walk a lonely street. And she wrote this. Well, if your baby leaves you, you got a tale to tell. Well, just take a walk down lonely street to heartbreak hotel where you will be. You're so lonely, baby. Well, you'll be lonely. Paul says hearing this song was revolutionary. with you little richard i don't think got the the credit that he deserves uh, listen to this this is 1954 and he's doing this stuff watch a live performance of his and he's he should be up there with elvis and i or some of you may say he is he isn't and he should be listen to this We had Little Richard on the Mark and Brian program. And at that time, we were giving away, we always gave away lovely parting gifts. Uh, a little something, if you called the show, we'd give you a little something. And we gave Little Richard our then current uh, parting gift, which was a can of Mark and Brian beanie weenies. We handed it to him, 
and his quote was, he laughed hysterically. He said, when I came here this morning, I didn't realize I'd gonna get me no weenie. <laughs> Little Richard calls himself the architect Mm -hmm. of rock and roll, meaning he laid the blueprint, he laid the groundwork. He did a lot more than that. I'm just telling you, it pisses me off, actually. Uh, Paul McCartney, for this third entry, he said this song was a part of musical history. So for the last entry, uh, Paul said uh, at this time, it was a very exciting time in his life. And then he heard this next song and he said, it changed my view of music forever. you go uh kind of fun to hear some of the songs that mccartney changed him when he was a teenager so um while you were doing that i got a text from matthew Mm -hmm. and you know matthew is into his beatles yes one time we were having a serious discussion about lenny's grandmother and in the middle of it matt goes i'm thinking about changing my favorite beatles song (laughs) i'm like matt this is not the time but anyway, he, he, text. <laughs> he texted me, 
Buddy Holly wrote his own shit. They really liked that. Uh, yeah, he did. And, and, and I said this before, and I'll say it again. If you want to learn about Buddy Holly, watch the movie. Um, um, what's the actor's Gary name? Gary Busey. Gary Busey played Buddy Holly. Uh, it's just an incredible. He was nominated for Academy Award. And, and, and Matthew's right. Buddy Holly, he really was the real deal. He walked no path but his own. Uh, and it's it, it really does tell you the story that you couldn't know about who Buddy Holly was. And sadly, he went so, so early, crazy. He was the first to bring strings into rock and roll. Now, before you write me and complain, listen to what I said. He was the first person who brought strings into rock and roll. I hope you're right on that because they'll they'll come for you. I'm correct. Okay. In fact, I thought I'd just show you. Just like they're already going to come for you for uh, Guns N' Roses. Fuck it. Fuck them all. <laughs> Every goddamn one of them. Okay, listen to this. Listen to these shit. My Enco stopped. Why? What'd you do to it? Nothing. Hang on. We got to sit here and wait. Now, God damn it. What'd you do, RG? What'd you do? I shut down the entire system. (laughs) Now I'm waiting for it to reboot. What if it doesn't? It will. This is now time for you to tell us a joke. I don't have any jokes. Linda? I don't. Joke. I have no jokes. All right. Just let me let this thing rebuild. And then I'm going to prove my point. It doesn't prove it. But it does give you a chance to hear the strings that Buddy Holly brought into this deal. And as I said, the first to bring strings into rock and roll, which he was. So, did you, of those four songs of Paul McCartney, which did you enjoy the most? I, uh, Little Richard. I love Little Richard. I do too. God Almighty, it was so fucking good. And as I said, he didn't get the credit he should have deserved. All right, we're seconds away from having the entire fucking system, which you would think it could crash in the middle of the night. But no, it waits until this moment right here, right now. Let me get this. Of course, that went away. Okay, and here we go. Here's strings. There you going, baby, here am I, oh, well, you left me here so I could sit and cry, well, golly gee, what have you done to me, oh, well, I guess it doesn't matter anymore. All right, so I am going to put off the uh, airplanes that you could have purchased at auction, but you didn't, and they're gone now, or at least most of them are, and I'll do that next week. I do kind of like the list but i wanted to make sure i had time to do this now as i've said uh, many many times my wife uh, of 37 years linda skeeter uh, she's a simple woman who's hard to figure out. She follows NASA. This woman follows. How do you do that? You just click follow? I just on Instagram, yeah. And do they send you stuff? 
Yeah, not just to me, but to everyone else who follows them, idiot. I don't know that there's that many that follow NASA. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Would I? Yeah. I don't know much about the uh, social media yeah, world. Yeah, we know. All right, so I'm sitting out. Linda had already gone up, and I'm sitting outside, hanging out, watching TV, and she comes busting out the door, and she goes, come on. Okay. Uh, NASA has 57.3 million followers. Do we have that many? I don't know how many we have. All right. I think we have maybe like 500. I'm not sure. She comes uh, busting out the door. She says, come on, we got to go see Venus. And we go, and sure enough, right there below the moon is this bright, not even a star, it's big. Tuesday was her day, was her night. Okay. Her, her hot ass night. Well, we, uh, we looked at it, and there it was. It was big. And then she came back out to see it again maybe an hour later. Because it, it was, was a little bit darker. And it was almost gone. It had sunk yeah. in the sky. Right. So anyway, I thought, well, okay, because she did this two nights. We went and looked at, you know, Venus. So I thought, well, let me look up. And then, get this, we get on the phone with Matthew. We called Matthew. We talked for 10 minutes about Venus. And he didn't have to look it up. No, he knew it. Matthew is sizably intelligent, this guy. So anyway, here's a few things about the planet Venus that you may not know. Venus is the second brightest natural object in the sky. Ooh. The moon is the first. Uh, one day, get that. Now, some of this is going to blow your mind, but because of what it is, it is. Now, I will tell you, those of you, because I had to look it up. There's the sun. The very next closest planet is Mercury, then Venus, then Earth. That's the, okay. Um, one day on Venus is longer than a year. Due to the very slow rotation of the planet on its axis, it takes 243 Earth days to complete one rotation, meaning that's a day on Venus. The orbit of the planet takes 225 Earth days. Okay, you, okay. There's a, you're throwing a lot of numbers at us. Okay, listen. Due to the slope, so in a day, a day, you know, is when a planet rotates on its own axis once. It goes around on its axis. That's a day. A day on Venus is 243 Earth days. In the time it takes the entire planet of Venus to circle the sun is 225 Earth days, meaning a year on Venus is shorter than a day on Venus. It takes, v Jesus, it takes Venus shorter time to circle the sun than it does to rotate on its own axis. Okay. A day is longer than a year. Okay. That's all you had to say in the beginning. Oh, shut the fuck up. Well, I have to, I have to say something because I, I got my phone because I knew you were going to fuck this up and Matt was going to text me. I didn't fuck anything up. So Matt said, what about the sun? And then Chaz in the chat, uh, chat says, not the sun. So I don't know what's happening here. 
Oh, he's talking about the first one. Venus is the second brightest natural object in the sky. That's what it says. I got this from the internet. What are you questioning me? Like I wrote him? Like he, know, like he knows? <laughs> I, I found it. I printed it. And then I highlighted the ones I was going to read. And you're asking me, what about the sun? Look it up. Uh, it's the third, Matthew says. Third what? Brightest object in the sky. Shut the fuck up, Matthew. <laughs> it's the sun, moon, Venus. It didn't, doesn't, it doesn't say sun. Again. Okay. And stop. Then, then Matthew, perhaps he disagrees. Jesus. <laughs> 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 I mean, you know nothing about this, and you're arguing. <laughs> uh, I, I love this. Matthew is, uh, how do I describe him? He's so... And then he goes, the man goes, to me, the sun is rather bright. <laughs> uh, he is, uh, he has quick, dry wit. He, he, he does that, but he's also kind of just there. He doesn't say a lot. But then when he speaks, usually it's something worth hearing. So I'm chatting, FaceTiming with Matthew and a Lenny. They're walking their dog. And Matthew, as usual, like a Lenny's talking and Matt's saying nothing. And I said to him on the FaceTime, I said, uh, uh, you know, Matt, talking to you is is really interesting. There's, there's not much said. And he stops and looks at me for the longest time and he goes, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. Venus fun facts. Here we go. Venus is sometimes called Earth's sister planet. This is because they are similar in size. Venus has around 81% of the Earth's mass. So we're, if you held them up side by side, we're close. We're a little bigger, but not much okay. than Venus. Everybody understand that? Jesus, you bring up Venus facts, people lose their goddamn mind. Billions of years ago, the climate of Venus was similar to that of Earth. Scientists believe that Venus once possessed large amounts of water or even oceans. However, due to the very high temperatures produced from the extreme greenhouse effect on the planet, the water or oceans literally boiled off long ago. And the surface of the planet is now too hot and too hostile to sustain any form of life. Yeah, she's hot. Venus rotates, get this, Venus rotates in the opposite direction to other planets. Most other planets rotate counterclockwise. I'll give you stupid people a chance to think about that. <laughs> like, you know, the way a clock moves to the right? Counterclockwise means to the left. <laughs> you stupid people. Uh, most of them. However, Venus, like Uranus, rotates clockwise, just like a clock to the right. Venus is the hottest planet in the solar system with an average surface temperature. Are you ready for this? Yes. If you're standing on the surface of Venus, 
you are going to feel what it's like to stand in 863 degrees. Yep. The estimated age of the Venus surface is around 400 million years old. By comparison, Earth is about 100 million years old. So she's older. Yes. <laughs> the Romans named Venus after the goddess of love and beauty. As a result of its name, the planet has naturally been associated with love, femininity, and romance throughout history. Now, clouds surround Venus. What's funny? Nothing. Somebody text something, what'd nope, they say? Nope, nope. What? Is it Matt? Yes, but it's, he just said, until they landed a probe there in the 50s, they thought it might still have water. The probe they sent was made for a water landing. Oh, it didn't survive? Right. And Matt didn't look that up. <laughs> he knows it. He does. He just knows that. Which is odd. Strange to know shit like that. I, I digress. Uh, Venus is surrounded by clouds that maintain a height of 80 kilometers above the surface. These clouds, get this, these clouds are so dense for you stupid fuckers that's thick. <laughs> thick. Like, thick. You could almost feel it. These clouds are so dense, get this, that they reflect 60% of the sunlight that the planet receives and it sends it back into space. The sunlight, the clouds are so thick and dense that the sunlight doesn't make make it through the clouds. They bounce off and go back. Mm. That's how thick those clouds are. Venus's surface is the hottest of any planet in the solar system. I didn't know this. Why would I? But the entire surface of Venus, you know, I told you, 863 degrees. Right. The entire surface of Venus is primarily volcanoes that are actively flowing with boiling lava. Wow. Uh, the prominent feature on the surface of the uh, planet, as I said, is volcanoes. So this, those of you that looked at Venus this week, you have now learned. Information we could have used last week. I didn't know. Hey, you get it when you get it. Now, this song you're listening to is Frankie Avalon's version of Venus. It became number one for him on the Billboard Hot 100, where it spent five weeks at number one. Wait, I spit. You are having some problems with your income I am. today. It spent five years at number one. This song that you're listening to was ranked the fourth biggest hit of 1959. But Frankie Avalon, his career kind of waned. And so in 1976, 
What was the rage? Musically, Linda, what was the rage? Disco. Frankie Avalon redoes Venus as a disco version, and here it is. This version hit number one on the easy listening chart. <laughs> and Frankie Avalon was asked what he thought about the remake. He said, quote, it's all right, but I prefer the original. All right, while we listen to this, um, we'll wrap it up with a few of these things. Uh, The chief executive of Barclays has come to a conclusion that a lot of bosses are probably coming to, and that primarily is that people can actually work very effectively from home. And trust me, these days everything is corporate. If they can save the money on a huge skyrise office building, they will. So one of the major changes you may see is a lot of people starting to work for home from home. I love this. I said if you're working from home, which apparently Alfonso Morales was. He's a broadcaster. He's, I'll just tell it. He's on the air live, Spanish television. He's on the air live. Behind him, in his home, walks a naked woman. Oh, Lord. Going to the bedroom. The naked woman wasn't his girlfriend. Yeah, his girlfriend is Alexa Rivas. And he said when it blew up, they even knew who the girl was. She's a fellow broadcaster who works with him. Oh, (laughs) lots of drama there. I love this disco version and doing the the stories. (laughs) It says more and more people are experiencing... Quarantine fatigue. Yes. They're sick and tired of being in the house. And and, and, and also, though, it's tiring. It is. It's kind of, you know how invigorated you feel after you work out? 
I still, I'm still working out, but I'm still tired. Yeah, it's just the sitting around. It, it says that the majority of people are starting to move around within a mile of their home, whether it's a walk, getting in the car, whatever it is, they're just about to lose their mind. So am I. Ah! The porn industry is booming as more and more people are turning into adult websites to keep busy, but that doesn't mean adult entertainers are getting paid. Productions have shut down, right? which is costing them money. And because the economy is sputtering, fewer customers are spending money on live webcams. Yeah. They're looking at porn that's already been. And guess what is booming at the grocery store? Now, keep in mind. Condoms. I'm sure they are. <laughs> Toilet paper. We know that. Now, it's food. Chips. Listen. Guacamole. You have to make that. Well, I guess you could buy it in a jar. No. Mm, guacamole. So, so try, to fo- try to focus it. We're almost done. I think I'm going to make us some guacamole to go with our sandwich today. Great. Mm. I see she bitches about sandwiches. I happen, she makes an incredible sandwich. So I happen to love lunch with sandwich. Um, I'm not sure why I got off on that, but I'm, see, she mentioned food. I'm good. Now, food at the grocery store. People are eating every meal at home. So something prepackaged is a good idea for a lot of people. So this particular product is booming. It is flying off the shelf. Is it already cooked? Uh, I I think you could eat one raw and it would be fine. Yes, I think it is, yes. Hot dogs. No, in the same family, not not really family, don't do it, but it's something that can be easily heated up and eaten. Been around forever. Sausage. No. Hamburger. No. I've never had one. You've never had one. Many people have. I have no idea. Keep trying. I can't. I'm out of it. You could eat one raw. Sardines. Oh, God. (laughs) No. All right, you want me to share it with you? Yes. I'll let Jim Gaffigan do it. Here it is. You guys are a great crowd. I feel a little nauseous. I uh, I had a hot pocket for dinner. Oh. Anybody else have a hot pocket? So yeah, it's hot pockets. They're fly. You can't get them. I I used to fix those for my kids, but I've never had one. Wait, you made them for the kids, but you never ate one. Mm-mm. Ask. Hey, Matt. How are the hot pot? Was Matt there? Yeah, yeah. He is one of our children. Yeah, but he they- may not be listening anymore. Oh. He- well, let's see if he'll answer us. Well, I've never had one. I say we have one. I'm not having one of those nasty-ass things. Right here on the show, <laughs> as an experiment. Okay. Yeah, wait. You'll, you'll wait. use any excuse to eat crap. Excuse me. You fed that to your kids, <laughs> but you won't eat it? Right. It, it's fuck them. They're kids. I mean, it's fine. Just shut up and eat it. Yeah, they are flying, and they did research with people who bought them. They said they're buying them for the comfort and convenience. Yeah. Because boom, you put it in the uh, microwave, what, 60 seconds, two minutes, you're eating. Yeah. Uh, Gaffigan is funny because he says, I don't think I've ever heard anybody. No, no, no. He said, I don't think I've ever in my life 
had a hot pocket and then said to myself, I'm glad I ate that. It's hysterical. Let's see, what is the, oh, let me, okay, I'll do this and then we'll do uh, birthdays. Uh, Craig McFarland, he did something that you and I never did. Craig, in high school, had a perfect 4.0, no, I'm sorry, 5.0, perfect. Uh, He, uh, let's see, he took all the toughest courses in high school, including advanced placement classes. He speaks four language fluently. Wow. He applied for college. He applied to all eight Ivy League schools. Mm-hmm. All eight accepted him. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. He's the only person who can ever say, I guess he's not the only one, but imagine this, how this would work with chicks in the bar. I was accepted to every Ivy League university. What am I kidding? I like that's not going to be in a goddamn bar. He doesn't have sex. He's too busy studying. All right. For next week, for next week, we have uh, homework. Here's your, here's your assignment. Is a dirty car a dating deal breaker? Okay. What did I just say? Is a dirty car a dating deal breaker? Is it? I thought that was my homework. That's right, it is. Okay, good. So you'll study it? <laughs> I'm not going to study it. I'm just going to go ahead and say yes. Because if that's how you keep your car, uh, that's you, how you keep your life. You just gave it away. Well, good. You're welcome, people. We don't have to deal with that next week. All right. So uh, we're going to paint tomorrow. I'm kind of pumped. You're, 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 you're talking through my chicken song. Oh, sorry. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. We're ready. All righty, let's go straight to the chicken. Jesus. Well, I mean, you're saying I'm talking through your song, and then you cut it right I on. like hearing my chicken song. Here we go. On 4:27, Julie Hoffman turned 44. 4:28, Martha Salsa turned 55. On 4:30, John Johnson, yes, that's his name, turned 47. Mm. And also Shannon Ro- Rocha turned 38. What you doing there? There's people walking the yard. Oh, the gardeners are here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? I like it better with people walking the yard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on 5:1, which is today, Jilly J. It's her birthday. She didn't tell me how old she was. On 5-3, Hortensa is turning 56. Tim from Northwest Arkansas is turning 51. And Russ is turning 58. On 5-4, Joyce Ann is turning 58. And on 5-5, Lori in Portland is turning 68. Happy birthday, everybody. Uh, yeah, so, so tomorrow we're going to paint. Kind of yes, pumped about it. Uh, three o'clock Eastern, I'm going to paint. So um, this is the second time I've painted something that Linda took a picture of. And I've been working on it for a long time. And I was going to do this today, but I'm going to save it for tomorrow. Tomorrow, 
We're going to paint shrubs Ooh. from the beginning. And I'm just going to talk through that when I'll do the build. Hang on, shit. <laughs> So we're going to paint shrubs from beginning to completion. And the really exciting part is we're going to highlight trees. Oh, that sounds so exciting. It actually is. It's really, really good. I'm pumped about it. We can tell. It's not as easy as you would think. 3 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. So if anybody wants to watch the painting or follow you, where do they go? At Lake Norman Linda on Instagram. All right. Well, uh, it appears that some places are starting to open up and you're going to do what you're going to do. Just don't. Be careful. And be safe. Y'all have a good week. We'll see you soon. Bye, y'all. You guys are a great crowd. I feel a little nauseous. I, uh... I had a hot pocket for dinner. Uh, anybody else have a hot pocket? Uh, never really, uh, never really see that on a menu, you know. Um, me, I, I will have a Caesar salad and the hot pocket. There's no waiter coming up to you. Well, let's see. Today's specials: we have a sea bass, which is flambéed, and we have a hot pocket, which is cooked in a dirty microwave. That comes with a side of Metamucil. Is, is the hot pocket cold in the middle? It's frozen. I'll have the hot pocket. I buy hot pockets. I go in grocery stores. I'm like, yeah, I'll get these. I've never eaten a hot pocket and then afterwards been, I'm glad I ate that. You know, I was, I was looking at a box of Hot Pockets. They actually have a warning printed on the side. It said, warning, you just bought Hot Pockets. I hope you're drunk or heading home to a trailer, you hillbilly. Enjoy the next NASCAR event. Hot Pocket. I love that. It kind of sounds like a sexual disorder, though. Uh, look, Bobby, sometimes when fellas don't go on dates, they develop what we call a hot pocket. Doesn't mean you're bad. It just means you need a girlfriend. Thank you very much.